What's good, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Amatelica TIS podcast with your host, yours truly, Jai Shields. Good to have you with us for another week of year of your favorite sports talk podcast. Um, be sure to follow me on Twitter at the J Shield. Follow the show on Twitter at Amatel underscore it TIS. Got a lot of stuff to talk about here this time around. I'm going to basically touch on the the sports world's response as a whole to uh, the tra- to the tragic and unfortunate death of George Floyd, as well as touch on the NBA. Uh, announcing that they will return on July 31st, and we'll get to some other things as we move along here in the program. So uh, let's just get into it. Um, and I'll go. I do the sports stuff first. Get you know a couple of celebrities I want to touch on. I got you know I got to scream and yell about someone who who had the nerve to call yours truly a racist, and then we'll get on to some other things. But um, first things first. Uh, Vic Vangio, uh, the head coach of the Denver Broncos, came out and said earlier this week that uh, he's never seen racism in in the NFL, which. Is one of the most asinine, most ignorant statements you can make. I mean, Vic, Colin Kaepernick essentially got blackballed because he kneeled. You know, it kneeled, kneeled in protest for police. In, you know, to stop police brutality. I mean, racist manifest. I mean, come on, the Washington Redskins were the were the last team to integrate in the National Football League. I mean, Doug Doug Williams was the first. Court, they they played what twenty three. No, they played 22 prior Super Bowls before we had a Super Bowl where the, you know, where uh, where the where the winning quarterback, the MVP, was was a black man, and we had to go 39, and we had to go 40 Super Bowls before we had a before we had a Super Bowl that had two black head coaches coaching the respective two teams, and you know, of course, a, a black coach that ended up winning the Super Bowl. I mean, Vic. I mean, he he now to now he later apologized, later took that back. But still, I mean, Vic Vic's got to know better, and you know, and and as one of the older coaches in the NFL, he should know better. So he shouldn't say that. That's something more. Uh, number two, of course, and it's been sweeping the uh, the sports landscape for the uh, for the past whatever it might be. And Drew Brees essentially saying on Yahoo Finance that he doesn't he doesn't agree with or won't don't re- and essentially doesn't respect or won't respect anyone who, quote-unquote, disrespects the flag, the national anthem, through kneeling. Drew Brees, my initial reaction was uh, Drew Brees clearly does not get it. It never has been and it never will be about protesting the flag or protesting the national anthem. They use the national anthem as a tool to bring awareness and to and to protest against police brutality and prime example with George Floyd, it, it, it the whole thing was a mess. First of all, why Drew Brees on Yahoo Finance giving him any thoughts? It, I will I will never understand. I don't know why he was on the dopey thing to be, to begin with anyway. So that's our number. One. I'm number two. Drew Brees, if he even had those thoughts, which he originally did, I guess. Now. When 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 essentially people when essentially the entire fifty state states are saying basically f you to corona and and being on top of each other in droves marching and protesting through all hours of the day and night 
and and essentially giving the middle finger to the corona to the to the coronavirus pandemic putting their health on the line not to mention country not to mention countries all over the world in our support to stop the systematic racism in America and to help end police brutality I I can't even even if he was even if that even if he didn't apologize or, or quote unquote take that back it still would be the run and 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 if and you can and even if you agreed with with Breeze's original comment you at least have to admit and be truthful with yourself and say when essentially the entire when our country was essentially set on fire literally and figuratively because of the tragic death of George Floyd now's not the time to be essentially voicing his opinion on finding protests and national anthem quote unquote disrespectful because 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 breeze it isn't disrespectful again time and time again for the nine billionth time it's never been about protesting the national anthem it's never been about protesting or disrespecting the flag or the military or anything else along those matters they simply use that little 90 seconds in the national anthem to get the little point get their message across that's all they're doing not hurting anybody not insulting anybody please I, and I got words with Donald Trump in a minute, but but it never has been and never will be about disrespecting the flag and disrespecting the anthem. And if you still think that, you need your freaking head examined and you're and you're out to lunch and you're, and you're stuck in a dream world. How many? I mean, Nate, for the la- one more time, for you idiots that apparent that you know whose head is still stuck up, you, you, who's had their head still stuck in the sand. For the last time, it was Nate Boyer, a Green Beret soldier, that told Kaepernick it was more respectful and it was a better-looking optic to kneel during the national anthem rather than sitting on the bench during the national anthem. Because when you kneel, it's a sign of respect. It's a sign of respect. When you know when a man proposes to his girlfriend, he gets down on a knee. It's a sign of submission. You know, back in the biblical days, when Jesus, you know, when Jesus would come, they they kneel before Jesus. You know, uh, when you know when when they when you know when you pray, you, what do you do? Get on your knees to, as to submit yourself to God or in the Islamic faith to Allah. Kneeling is a sign of respect. When someone gets injured, especially in a football game, what do you do? You take a knee. You take a knee. It's 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 a sign of respect. My father told me when my grandfather passed away back in 2011, of uh, of lung ca- of lung cancer and Alzheimer's, back in 2011, uh, the, June 2011, he told me that because he served in the Marines in Korea, of course, every member that serves, you know, in the U.S. military. The American flag is is um, is is placed over the casket, and 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 when you know and when it came time for them to go into the you know going to the, they folded up the American flag. The the I guess I forget I wasn't there so I couldn't tell you specifically. What my father told me is that they folded up the flag in a nice little you know in a triangle the way it's supposed to, and they knelt before my grandmother and they get and they gave her the flag. And the kneeling is what? A sign of respect and reverence. So the idea that kneeling during the national anthem is quote-unquote disrespecting the military or the, is, is a, it's a bunch of hogwash and a bunch of asinine, gooberish, egregious nonsense. 
And if, and if you're still stuck in the twilight zone believing that, you need to get your head out of the gutter and get your head examined. I don't know how, I don't know how many times we have to go over this. And Aaron Rodgers th thought the same way, so credit to him for speaking up. Uh, Roger Goodell apologizes, essentially saying we were we the NFL were wrong. We should have listened to our players, and without naming him, Colin Kaepernick, we should have listened to him. You know, and and you know, I give Goodell credit. He said up there, you know, part of being a great leader <clears throat> is standing up, you know, in front of an audience, or look, or in this case, looking face to face to a camera, raising your right hand, looking directly at you know at the people you're speaking to, and saying, you know what, I screwed up. I apologize. I'll do better. I I didn't do this right, you know, and and wish Goodell did. So I give him, so I give him props for that. He said Black Lives Matter, which you know you, you can't knock him for that. Black, it's absolutely Goodell. Black lives do matter, and Goodell realized that, you know, the 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 if the, he said it, if there wasn't if it wasn't for for you know for black men there would be no NFL. And he knows that the black dollar with the fans plays also plays a significant part in the league. Not just the black players, but the black fans as well. I mean, I'm simply, you know, I'm simply, you know, chilling with my older, with my older sister, with my younger sister, uh, playing uh, Wii Sports Resort basketball, and she's telling me how she can't wait till football season starts up again. It's it's June sixth. We still got what three three months and a couple of more days until until. Uh, until Texans and Chiefs opening night, if we are fortunate to have an NFL season. So I, I, I give Goodell credit. Sign of a great leader is knowing how and when to apologize, which what Goodell and Breeze did. I know he gave a lengthy Instagram post, and he came out on video. and it, So I give, I give Breeze that. Does that make Breeze a racist for what he said? No. He essentially just talked out of his ass and knew, and, you know, and and heard the heard and saw the feedback, the negative feedback he got by essentially the NFL brethren and his black NFL brethren, especially his teammates, a la Michael Thomas and um, Cameron Jordan. And he was like, oh, oh, snap. I messed up. I screwed up. I'm ignorant. I got I got to fix this. I got to go out and apologize. And I and I got to be open mind and change my way of thinking, which he did. Or at least it's what at least that's what I hope Drew Brees does. So he went out there and he apologized twice, you know, and his teammates forgave him and they moved forward. So, I mean, he apologized via social media and then he did it in a, in a you know in a Zoom meeting in front of, you know with his teammates. So I, I give Drew Brees props that, and it's not like Drew Brees is a bad person either. The dude that's essentially given his entire career to the city of New Orleans. So it doesn't make Drew Brees a racist or a bad person. He just he just had he just had a uh, he, he you know he talked out of it he talked he talked out of his booty pipe, you know he he screwed up he he was ignorant he didn't he he didn't know no better. Now I hope now that this is that this was good. Uh, what's the what is a phrase my father likes to the teachable that's the phrase my father likes to use. Hopes you know let's hope that it's a good teachable moment for Brees. That he learns from his mistakes, so he doesn't repeat them again, and that he's open-minded and realize why us, why the black NFL player, especially you know, especially Malcolm Jenkins, who with, when he's with the Eagles, kneeled for the you know, kneeled during the national anthem. Oh, I hope he gets that now. But doesn't make Drew Brees a racist, and and for all the people out there, well, you can't say anything. 
because, you know, you can't say anything without being in trouble or the uh, uh, Drew Brees was wrong. And if Drew Brees didn't think he was wrong, he wouldn't have apologized. Now, whether he apologized out of because of the fact that, you know, his relationship with his teammates are in jeopardy for the sake of the football team, or he was sorry that he said that out loud and that he got caught. You know that only that's only Drew Brees and God knows that. But what I get is that Drew Brees was sorry for for saying for essentially having that thinking and having that mindset, because as a guy that's essentially been around black people at the minimum since his days since you know since his days in the NFL or you know even in Indiana and Purdue. He's he's got to understand that a his words have power and they have influence, but also at the same time, you know he's got he's got to know better than that. He's got to know better than that. Tiger Woods had a weak statement essentially. Well, death to George Floyd and respecting, but I always here's the thing about Tiger Woods. He never has and he never will take that. He'll never he never has and he never will take that stand. Of you know Black Lives Matter and the racial injustice, he he never will he never will do that, never not not now not today not tomorrow. It, 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 he will never ever. And if you know Tiger Woods and you have a little idea of his career, he's never been that type of person. He's never been that type of person to stand. You know that's been involved in social justice. You know that's been you know take a It's not you know he that's not who he is. Similar how how that wasn't what Michael was, but the difference is that Michael was a young kid, and even though and and he admitted in that last dance episode that he did give to that uh to that uh, North Carolina uh, politician, even though he never came out and publicly endorsed him, and it looks bad with Tiger because he has a buddy buddy relationship with Trump and he's a black guy. That has that that's that's got great influence, and I guarantee, and we all know that if Tiger would have came out out and said this is wrong, this is a disgrace, the you know the disgusting behavior by the by the uh, by the brutal police has got to stop, and you know Black Lives Matter that that would have made a splash, maybe even bigger than what Drew Brees said to be quite honest with you, because y'all know still how much power and how much. Uh, influence tiger has on the sports world but tiger isn't that type of person that's going to identify you know that he's not the type of person that looks at himself in the mirror and says that's a black guy tiger looks at himself as in the mirror and sees white asian and also white asian native american and also black that that's just not who tiger is it was it was a weak statement for what he did and you know and uh, you know you kind of disappointed in tiger but at the same time, if you if you know Tiger, you know how he is. He's not going to take a stand on that when it comes to when it comes to social issues like that. He isn't. And I, and I, especially when I know he doesn't want to ruin his buddy buddy relationship with Trump. Especially. That's uh, and one, and one more thing, uh, James Dolan is an absolute clown. Okay, he. The, he and his New York Knicks team essentially earlier this week refused to put out a statement. Uh, refused to put out a statement to uh, you know t- to essentially give his thoughts on George Floyd's death. 
saying, well, we're not qualified. All, all I got to say, and I'll, and I'll get to a break and uh, get to the pop culture slash, you know, get to some other things. But all I got to say is that James Dolan has to go. He's the worst. James Dolan has to go. Back after this. Welcome back to Mattel Like TIS podcast. So we get to some other things here uh, around uh, the country, uh, for lack of a better word. Um, two good jobs, and I got some people I need to get on here in a minute. Um, the lovely, the great, the fantastic, the gorgeous Ashley Graham. Props and good job to her, who is, uh, you know, who honestly one of the A-list, one of the big A-list white celebrities outside of Alyssa Milano and a couple of others that I've seen that's gone out there and really made an effort to essentially fight this uh, fight, um, this systemic racism that exists in America. She tweeted the other day in a thread, I'll read it here, um, saying, quote, I want to send all my love to the black community right now and back it up by saying that I will always use my privilege as a white woman. See, the first step of stopping us is realize that white privilege exists, a la Rush Limbaugh, who had the chutzpah to sit up there on uh, when he was lucky enough to be invited on the Breakfast Club with Charlemagne the God, and had the nerve to sit up here and say, "Well, white privilege doesn't exist. It's just a, uh, it's just a, uh, it's a liberal made-up construct, which, which is a load of crap." But anyway, he may continue. Uh, using my prison as a white woman and my platform to fight with you. This week, all 50 states held Black Lives Matter protests. It's so important that we make it clear that we will not stand for the inequality, inequalities and the brutality black people face. That being said, now there's no excuse not to include this fight of our platforms and lives going forward. We cannot let the fire dim when the news cycle moves on. I'll get to that that point because I'm trying to make that point. I'm going to make that point later on. I'm focused on amplifying black voices because your stories are the best told by you. Your stories of injustice are key to making making change. And I'd also like to see the black community story of the expression, love, joy, heart, art, excuse me, and, and everything else that makes us human appreciated in media more too. Ending this thread for today. I'm um, to say that there is no real peace without justice. Justice needs to be served for George, of course, George R. Uh, George um, Floyd, Breonna Taylor, Tony, Eric, Trayvon Martin, Michael, Nina, Ahmad, Arbery, Sandria, Tamir, Maya, Freddie, Freddie Gray, and all the other countless victors. Hashtag say their names. Hashtag Black Lives Matter.
Ashley Graham is a she. I, I, she's one of the great. I'm not just saying that and kissing her ass because I find her one of the hottest women on the planet. She honestly, we need, we, and we need more of her constituency that are you know the white model type to stand out and, and speak out of some of this. <clears throat> Kardashians, I'm still waiting for what you have to say. But that's what I'm trying to say. You see, because you see, and she said, and she tweeted out later. I'm joining the hashtag eight can wait to urge local mayors to immediately reenact policies to produce or excuse me, reduce police violence that results in deaths, deaths in our major cities up to 72 percent. Um, but a great job by Ashley Graham there. See, that's what it takes. You got to realize that the white privilege exists and you and basically realize it and see it for what it is and join arm in arm, hand in hand with your black brothers and sisters and fight to end this stuff because Ashley Graham gets it. Ashley Graham knows that, you know, she's met, she's married to a black guy and has a black kid. Now he's next. Well, he he's he's blacker than Ashley Graham when it comes to genetics. Okay, he when when you know when the kid when her little infant boy Isaac she she I know she knows who I am because she named the baby after me. My middle name is Isaac and she named her kid Isaac. But that, anyway, that's not there nor there. When that kid gets to be you know sixteen, eighteen, twenty years from now, and that cop and that cop you know pulls him over, they ain't gonna see. Oh, that's Ashley Graham. Oh, that's a white guy. Nuh-uh. If if he especially's got that kinky curly nappy you know nappy black hair, they they're gonna see, that, you know they're gonna see that that's a black guy and you know and and the rest doesn't even need to be said. Plus her husband is a black guy, so she knows any day of the week that could be her husband or in the future that could be that could be her uh, her son, who I you know who any mother especially mine included because my mother you know who's black who who's who you know who has two black sons has you know is going and she and Ashley Graham's going to uh develop that fear and is going to have that that uh is going to have that sense of awareness that black mothers that black mothers all across the United States have been having essentially since their kid was born that but that's but that's a good job by her another good job i got to give out is to sky jackson yep remember that name off uh, the disney channel show jesse well now she apparently made it a three-day mission to essentially uh expose racist of uh expose the racist that her Twitter followers have to endure. So essentially, she asked for followers to to essentially leave her quote you know receipts off Snapchat, Instagram, email, text, and stuff of that nature. And she essentially you know reads through it, sees what this says, posts it, and then with her you know with her roast as the comment, and then posts you know the uh, the receipts. So and it's and you know one way to stop racism, I tell you, is to is to call people out on it and make them embarrassed for it. So that's another good job by uh, Sky Jackson. Two good jobs with uh, Ashley Graham and Sky Jackson on Twitter the last couple of days. Let me uh, let me pounce on some people here. Okay, Kate Upton, the fraud, uh, who th- you know who who thinks that she knows more about baseball than yours truly. And oh by the way. You know, Ashley Graham, going back to the tweet right quick, Ashley Graham says she wants to work with the black community. Ashley, 
we use the same we uh, the same company produces our podcast anchor you you produce yours on anchor i produce mine on anchor okay you're a list i'm z list okay so if you and i'm not trying to get no dacing on this all i want me and you I can be a guest on your show, you can be a guest on mine, or we'll do a crossover and we'll call it the pretty big I'm a the I'm a tell I'ma tell it like it's a pretty big deal podcast with me with me hosting or with Ashley Graham hosting and me be the co-host. So if we can get that we can get that together and I can ex- share you my thoughts of my experience as as a young black man and you can, you know, and you can listen that that'd be great. You know, so that it'd be a good it'd be a good little back and forth for anyone of Anchor and or Spotify because Spotify owns Anchor. They bought them about a, a couple uh a couple months ago, I believe, like CSXM with Pandora for a perfect example. But anyway, if any of you guys are listening out there or if by by the by a stroke of God, Ashley, you're listening. I want to I want to get the, I want to get that on the board. Okay, that's but I that's I'm getting off the beaten path. Okay, Kate Upton, the fraud, who who and I'll tell you why she's a fraud because she sat up there on her Instagram page and posted, you know, with you know it happened on Tuesday. Essentially, everybody all over social media, you know, Instagram or Twitter or Facebook, you know, posted a, a dark a pitch black dark box with the hashtag. Blackout Tuesday, which Kate Upton did, which Kate Upton did on Instagram, and did nothing, and did nothing but re would repost uh, Obama's words on um, repost Obama's words on George Floyd, as well as the as the great actress in or Octavia Spencer's words about George Floyd. But you say, well, Jai, why is she a fraud? This is why she's a fraud. Because A, she didn't say anything, not on her Twitter, not on its Insta, not on her Twitter, not on Instagram. And I looked, trust me. Not not one original word from her. Okay? Ashley Graham spoke what was what what, what was on her mind and what was on her heart. Okay? Alyssa Milano, same thing. Reese Witherspoon, same thing. I did the same thing. We sp- even though, even though the, even though I've retweeted a lot of stuff on my Twitter, I got this podcast for me to speak what's on my mind. She never, she never did any of that, you know. Posting a black box and re, you know, and essentially re-instagramming what Obama said on George Floyd is not, is not, is not helping us. Is not doing anything. Is not doing us any good. It, it just isn't. What, Kate? What are your thoughts as a person that's been, as a person that, like Ashley Graham said, is a white woman with hella privilege because Ashley Graham, even though she has it. Ashley Graham still has to deal with the fact that she that people quote unquote find her it's asinine people think this but find her fat she isn't blonde she doesn't have blue eyes she's got freckles now Ashley Graham isn't essentially your they they're going to compare Kate Upton to Marilyn Monroe before they compare Ashley Graham to Marilyn Monroe now Ashley Graham is hotter than both of those women combined but you get the idea Kate Upton is is the is the classic stereotypical white girl skinny white girl skinny body you know large upstairs with blonde hair and blue eyes who's got plenty of influence and she's a fraud because because a few years ago and I went back and looked and got the receipts a few years ago she essentially killed killed 
Kenny Stills and his teammates on the Miami Dolphins back in 2016, among other things, saying that it was a disrespect. To, it was disrespectful of once again kneeling for the anthem, called it a disgrace, and called it unacceptable. And essentially, like Drew Brees, talked out of her ass for 15 minutes. So I don't, I don't want to hear from Kate Upton. I don't need your blackout Tuesday post. I don't need you retweeting Obama. And Obama is black and had to deal with his own issues. You 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 are white. That's that's that has a lot more favor with the common man than Barack Obama as far you know when it comes to uh when it comes to privileges concerned Barack Obama had to work his ass off everything he had you essentially woke up one morning woke up one morning with blonde hair and blue eyes you know and and puberty hit you and off you went and here comes Justin Verlander why well I haven't heard anything either from him by the way thinking he's got a comment under about everything underneath the sun he made sure he gave us his two cents on the on his team signing Roberto Osuna or uh or um you know, he he was he was mum when his team got busted for cheating, and mum's the word when it comes to George Floyd. So Verlander's a fraud. Is her hubby Verlander is also a fraud too? We all know this, but she's also a fraud because she sat up there and ripped them on Twitter and Instagram. Ripped the Dolphins for kneeling for kneeling during the kneeling during the national anthem, calling it a disgrace and calling it unacceptable and everything else. So Kate Upton can shut up. Okay, she's she's the first person that's in my crosshairs. Okay, and number two, here's a message: Don't just post, and this goes for Kate. This goes for Kate, and that goes for everybody. Don't just post hashtag Blackout Tuesday post of a little dopey black box, and then and then keep it moving and march on like it's business as usual. Uh-uh, do something. Do something about it. Give to the NAACP. Give to Black Lives Matter. Participate in marches. Participate in protests. Um, go out, you know, if especially if you're white, you know, spend time, you know, spend a week, spend a couple of days, spend a weekend at one, you know, around uh, around your black friends, your black cohorts, whatever. See how they live. See how they think. Watch a couple of watch a couple of black movies. Support black owned businesses. You know, instead of going, you know, instead of going, uh, you know, instead of going to the Chick Fil A, go to your little local, uh, go to your little local black fried chicken joint around the corner. You know, su- support the black business. Put money into the black community, whether it's donation, supporting black owned businesses, whether it be restaurants, retail stores, whatever the case might be. Hang out, hang out, and and assimilate yourself with black culture. If you have, if any of you all out there have, you know, have black friends, do that. Assimilate into the black culture. Watch black, you know, watch black movies. Uh, uh, um, li- you know, listen. And well, I can't say this, you know, because rap is supreme and everything. But you, but but you get the idea. Don't just post hashtag Blackout Tuesday because it's a nice little cool little trend, and then keep it moving. And come the middle of August, you know, George Floyd, who is that? No, 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 no. Because if you're really about promoting change and you really want to put an end to the systemic racism garbage that exists in America, you don't just have a stupid Instagram post and keep it moving. No, what you do is you post that and then you put. Your put your money where your mouth is, and you put your money into black-owned businesses. You and you and you support your fellow black brethren. That's how you end this. And 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 if you get and if and if you piss off your grandfather, your grand your your grandma, your your you know your aunt, your uncle, or your or your or your racist third cousin on your mother's side, you know, with a by coming in the house with a Black Lives Matter T-shirt on so be it that's what it takes
okay? And 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 another and and a couple other things, okay? Okay, this past week, since I dropped the podcast back in the beginning of the week on Monday, the ridiculous, the moronic, the insulting mentions and replies I've gotten on my Twitter feed has been an absolute disgrace, okay? The idea that, okay, the idea that I don't know what I'm talking about, that I'm ignorant, that I don't know any, that I don't know anything, that, you know, well, what about black on black crime, uh, I've, you, you all can go shove it and stick it where the sun doesn't shine. Okay. I'm I'm not here for it. I'm not here for it. And I'm not, I'm not putting it up, putting up with it. And I'm not tolerating it. I'm not doing it. Okay. I say what I say and I feel how I feel and what I feel and what I say is the truth. Black lives do matter. Don't sit up and give me this garbage about well, what about black on black crime? Well, shoot. What about white on white crime then? Huh? What about, what about white on white crime? Y'all, y'all, y'all love to my black on black crime so much. What about white on white crime, huh? But you won't, you won't talk about that, will you? You won't, you won't talk about that. I, I, I got no time for it. And I got no patience, patience for it. Okay. And and this and what I and what I saw in my Twitter DMs on Friday morning was an absolute disgrace. A listener from Brooklyn, New York. I'm not. I'm not gonna say his name, but if I get pissed off while reading over this again, I I just might because he deserves the humiliation. Has a nerve to to DM me at 10:45 on Friday morning, mind you. 10:45, his appearance says, "Well, you really saying not no introduction, no hello, hi, how are you? You really are a racist child. You are a disgrace." And I ask him. I said, "What?" I said, "What are you talking about?" He says, "Well, you say Trump can go to hell." Which, which I said, and I don't think I said Trump can go to hell. I think I told Laura Ingram and Candace Owens to go to hell last week. But if I did, I, it's not like that I'm taking it back because he's been an absolute disgrace and, and has done nothing to help or to help this whatsoever. If I mean, if the, the, I've seen, I have never seen more divide in America than Donald Trump. Now, there's always been a divide, of course, but gee whiz, when Donald Trump got into office. It's like he cut. He's like he cut the country in half with a knife. I mean, I mean, the the dude's a divider. That that's the that's the nature and that's the makeup of his character. The guy's the guy's a divider. But anyway, so okay, that may, okay, but anyway, that makes me a racist for telling Trump. You know how many white people have tweeted that, have thought that, and have thought worse of Donald Trump. But yet, but yet, I'm the racist. Let let me continue. Breeze is a racist. Breeze is a racist people on Fox News are racist. Why? Because they're... First of all, that damn sentence don't even make any... It doesn't even make any freaking sense. Okay, Th- this is coming from a guy that... Uh, this is coming from a guy that's about... Uh, that's what? I think he was born in 93 is what it says. on Twitter. So it's, so it's about 11 years older than I am. And you and this is how you construct the sentence. Breeze is a racist people on Fox News are racist. Why? Because they're... What the hell does that freaking mean okay and i never said i how can i call breeze a racist i never tweeted i I never tweeted my thoughts on breeze i never i never tweeted that breeze was a racist and how the hell can i say breeze a racist if he's if his comments were made on what uh what tuesday or wednesday how can i call him a racist 
not even, he didn't even say tweet. He said, call. how can I call him a racist if my podcast I recorded is on the weekends and he made his comments on Wednesday? I, 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 I never called him. You can go look back at my tweet history. I never said such a thing. And just now, a couple minutes, the last thing I didn't call him a racist. I said he was ignorant for what he said. But I, I defended Breeze and I said he shouldn't be, he shouldn't, he shouldn't be called a racist because he thinks this way. He's ignorant. He's ignorant. He, he should be, he's not racist. Drew Brees isn't racist. He was just ignorant. But, but that makes me a racist though. People on Fox News, the only person on Fox News I came out and said was Laura Ingram because she did it, and I will get to her in a minute. That's the only, I, Tucker Carlson ain't coming out of my mouth now. One time, neither did, um, what's his name? Neither, Sean Hannity never came out of my mouth. The only person affiliated with Fox News that came out of my mouth was Laura Ingram. The only person, the only only person that came out of my mouth. So again, you're wrong on that one too. Are racist? Why? Because they're right. What? 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 What the? What the hell are you talking about? I'm not even. I'm not even going to give that last part of the uh, the time of day. And I tweeted him. I was like, "That makes me a racist." He told me to f off. Okay. Okay. Now, this is when I draw the line. This is when I start getting upset. Because when you start saying F me and firing off the insults and start playing the dozens, I'm going to bite back and I ain't going to be so nice. Because I'd be damned if I'm going to sit up again and, 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 and take this on Twitter, no less, by this piece of filth. I ain't, I ain't taking it and I ain't going to stand for it. I ain't going to. I'd be damned if I'm sitting up here and, and let someone tell me to F off. You, you, you talking to the wrong brother now. And, th- and this guy has the chutzpah, the audacity, the temerity, and the undermitigated gall to sit up and tweet me that Black Lives Matter is, quote, the biggest crock of blank going. Are you kidding me? I'm the racist Yet Black Lives Matter, which is a community and a movement that black and white people are part of to help fight the systemic racism and the police brutality in America that consists of white people, among other races. He calls that a crock of blank. Yet I dare ask to say that Laura Ingram is a racist. And, and call out the piece of filth comment that do nothing but like beating up and killing black people for sport. But yet that makes me a racist somehow. Vinny, in, that's his name. Vinny in Brooklyn. Really? You are going to sit up there and, 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 and accuse me of beating, of being what I'm fighting against. How, what? This makes no sense to me. How can you, and I'm not, not the only victim of this, then how in the world can you sit up there and call someone and accuse someone of being what they're fighting against? I'm sitting up here trying to fight racism. Because I know that it's by the grace of God that 
I haven't been pulled over, beaten up, or killed via gun or knee at the hands of the police. But it makes me the racist for calling it out. Yet he says the Baron has the has the balls, the balls to tell to a black man that Black Lives Matter is a crack of you know what. Really? Really? You must be kidding me. Then he's got to tell me, well, I, you know, because I told him I only spoke about Ingram. He's like, oh, they're racist because they're white. It's not because they're white. It's because of an attitude. You idiot. And then has, and then has the ball sip and say, well, they preach common sense. Common sense, Laura Ingram speaks my ass. She, she goes, and you know how I know she is? She confirmed it the other day. She t she tells the Negro in LeBron James, the great LeBron James, who has more power than Laura Ingram will ever have the United States of America, if not the world, is going to tell the the Negro with the million dollar with the million dollars, the great athletic ability, the championships, the fame, the fortune, the notoriety, the whole nine yards. She'll tell him to shut up and dribble when he speaks out on the inequality and the injustice that happens to black people here in America. But when Drew Brees talks out of his ass, saying that kneeling, kneeling during that anthem is quote unquote disrespectful, like Drew Brees is the only person in America that's had grandfathers fighting World War II, yet. Drew Brees is speaking his mind. Oh, really? I wonder why that is. Because Drew Brees is a, is a white quarterback. And LeBron James is, is, a, is a proud, outgoing, speaks his mind, black man. LeBron James' world is better at his job than Drew Brees is at his. Drew Brees go down as a top 10 quarterback in the NFL of all time. Top, top 10 foot, top 15. LeBron James is easily the top five greatest basketball players to ever play the game. LeBron should shut up and dribble, but Breeze, it's okay for him to speak his mind. Really? It's, it's, it's okay for the Drew Breeze that, that vomited all over himself, got outplayed by Jared Goff in the NFC Championship game. Had a pathetic performance, throwing in and could do a could do a freaking thing on that field for three quarters, and got outplayed by Kirk Cousins at home in a playoff game the next the next uh, postseason. He's okay to speak his mind, but a player that played in what I has to think and correct me if I'm wrong, I have to go back and check this. Played in it's not a record, but in my lifetime. It's been it's an astounding accomplishment, but the player that's appeared in nine straight NBA Finals, he has to shut up and dribble. And you and you don't see why me and other black people can find that as can find that as as a racist comment. But she's not the racist. Oh no no no! I I'm the racist.
Tell me I like label people all the time. No, I don't. Tell me I hate white people. And again, another what the another one of the FUs. And before I can have a chance to rebuttal and and get and, and say something back, the dude is the dude is such a is such a uh, is such a punk. That's right, P U N K punk. That he blocks me before I have a chance to to say something back. That that's I tell you what that that's weak. That's weak. That's soft. And that 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 that, that that's a joke. To about a disgrace. That's a disgrace. That's weak. That's soft. That's pathetic. That that that's and and also childish. That's that's childish. From a person that's eleven years older than me, and he's the one acting like a child. Tell me, I hate white people. If I hate white people, will I call into Chris Russo, Adam Shine, Patrick Maher, and go back and forth with uh, with my man Babcheck and my on Twitter DMs? If I was a racist and listened to essentially Mad Dogs Sports Radio all hours of the day, if I was racist, if I was racist, would I have one of the, my best buddies in the whole wide world, uh, a friend of the program and a frequent guest of the program, Brandon Dillon, would I be a racist if I was best friends with a white guy and, and invite him on to my show to be on hours and hours and hours at a time? Would I be a racist if one of my best friends at Curly, Jake Simmons, who is a Republican, by the way, I was still friends with him? I sent Jake this. And me and Jake don't see eye to eye on a lot of stuff. But Jake at least but Jake at least has the common sense and has the common sense to sit up here and to sit up here and realize and said he and sit up and he told me. He said if he said he said, even if you aren't a, a fan of the whole Black Lives Matter thing, it doesn't mean that a supporter of Black Lives Matter is racist and hates white people. That's that's what he said. Because you support Black Lives Matter doesn't make you a racist. It's not a matter of inclusion. We all know all lives matter. But all lives apparently don't matter because black lives don't matter. So in order for all lives to matter, black lives have to matter. You got that, Vinny? I know you're listening. You got that? You got that? You got that? And this is for my buddy Jake. You know, who, who, who's the Trump guy? But he ain't stupid. Disagree with politics on one thing, but making a complete ass out of yourself when it comes to when it comes to racism, that that's that's where you gotta draw the line. And he texted me. He texted me on he texted me on uh Wednesday. He texted me at, at 6 30. He said he said, I truly believe, this is a quote from him, I truly believe all lives can't matter until black lives matter. I don't care what anyone says. This is this is from a guy that you know that's that's a Trump supporter, and somehow he gets that, but Vinny in Brooklyn does not. Really? Said equal rights for all. That's ain't a battle of politics, left versus right. This is this is about humanity. Disagreeing with politics is one thing. When you talk out of your ass like Vinny did. That's 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 where I gotta draw the line. To I hate white people. 
how many times do I sit up here on this show and, and praise the wonderful Ashley Graham like I did? You hear me all the time on Patrick Mawai. The number one thing I want in the world is a date with Liv Cowherd, who last time I checked wasn't black. But it makes me the racist. I'm a ra would a racist would a racist black man invite his invite his white friend and his white teammate football teammate that he practiced with played played football with showered with even Josh Knapp and his older brother that plays St. John's soccer I have them both on at the same time would a racist do that really. I I wouldn't know a I wouldn't know a player off the St. John's soccer team if they fell on me. But I'm the racist though. But yet the person who is accusing me of being racist doesn't have an issue when Laura Ingram acts like an idiot on television, and essentially has absolutely no problem with telling a black man via Twitter. That Black Lives Matter is a crock of you-know-what. And, and I don't want to hear anything from Candace Owens either. Like I said, like I told her last week, shut up, get the heck off of the internet, get off of Twitter, get off television, shut up and go away. Get out of public life, please. I'm not taking this crap from these ignorant, stupid, hateful, racist white people. I ain't taking it for it in person. I ain't going for it on Twitter, and I ain't going for these uncle on these uncle ruckus, you know, bootlicking, not bootlicking, but I ain't going for these uncle ruckus, self-hating, uh, self-hating, uh, white supremacist Negroes either. The Candace Owens type. I I ain't going for it. Not today. Not tomorrow. I'm not going for it. I ain't going for. Uh, shut up. Diamond and soak. Uh -uh. I ain't going for none of that. I ain't going for the hateful racist white people. Because if you do, I'm calling you out on Twitter and on the show if I'm in the mood. And I damn sure ain't going putting up this nonsense from people of my own race. Candace Owens, that means you. And I played it early, my apologies. But it goes back to what Michael Max said. And Michael will take us to the break. stands up and says something that white people don't like, then the first thing that white man does is run around to try and find somebody to say something to, to uh, offset what has just been said. All's my life I has to fight. All's my life I hard times like yeah, bad trips like yeah, Nazareth, I'm f***ed up, homie, you f***ed up, but if God got us, then we gon' be all Welcome back to Metallica TIA's podcast. And last thing about about this, and then I got something to say to Trump. Um, it's not the matter of the fact that I'm the racist, Vinny. Because I'm a, I'm a lot of things, but a, but a racist that hates white people ain't one of them. Your you know what your problem is, and it's not just to Vinny, but it's all to you other racist. It's all it's all to you to you other 
hateful, racist uh, white folks out there. Notice I didn't say all white folks are racist. I don't believe in that. I don't I don't believe that every white person is racist or white or white people is the devil or or or, or none of that or none of that crap. Some black folks do, I don't. They ain't no better or no worse than us. We all the same, we all bleed the same. We all going to die one someday anyway. All God's children. But the problem is, Vinny, and all you others out there that, you know, that want to start a pissing match with me about me speaking truth to power. The problem is, is isn't me being a racist. The problem is y'all straight up can't handle the truth. You can't handle the truth. can't handle the truth it's so powerful and it's and it speaks such volumes that you can't that you can't handle it you can't handle it one little message for trump and then we'll move on and get off this trump should should shut the hell up get the hell out of it and stay and stay off of twitter but he 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 doesn't he doesn't i don't know what his problem is I, I, I mean, like I said, he 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 divides the country. It's what, it's what he does. He he divides the country, and when he talks and acts like an idiot and tweets this garbage on Twitter, talking about keep kneeling and Drew Brees should have stuck with his original thing. First of all, Donald, nobody asked you. Number one, number two, even if number two. Who cares what you say and think? We already know you stand on this. Now he got to rehash it. Hell, it was just—it was your fault that this whole thing was a controversy anyway. Because you, the president of the United States of America, was sitting up there at a rally, calling players SOBs for 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 protesting, which is a constitutional right. Last time I checked, but you threatened because when people—not not just the rioters or the looters—when people peacefully protest. You tell you essentially tell the police and the National Guard to essentially tear gas them for peacefully protesting. But we already know Donald Trump doesn't give a damn about the Constitution. It's already established. But he's shut up and get the hell off of Twitter. He isn't helping himself. He isn't helping his campaign if he wants to get reelected for 2020. And all he's and all he does just adds gasoline to the fire and makes things worse. He should shut the hell up, keep his big fat mouth out of it, and worry about the unemployment rate in America, finding a vaccine for this coronavirus, and just staying out of this. Because every single time he opens up his mouth, something stupid or moronic comes out of it. So he should stay off Twitter. First of all, he's too old to be on Twitter anyways. Dude's going to be 74, 75 years old in a few weeks. It's too old to begin with anyway. And nothing comes good out of you when you tweet, Donald. Hardly anything. Stay off Twitter. Back after this.
Welcome back to Metallica TIS podcast. Uh, getting to some actual sports now. Um, and it's good news for all of us sports fans, especially if you are a basketball fan. The National Basketball Association is returning July 31st. Why July 3rd? Why so late to the point where the seventh game of the NBA Finals will be played on actually my sister's birthday? Um, October the 12th, I, I have no idea when, why, why not move it up to like the middle of July? Cause if anything, want to get this season over as soon as possible for a couple of reasons. One, you want to avoid a potential second wave of the virus That's our number one. And the second reason is you're going to essentially crown a champion, uh, nearly a whole, nearly a whole calendar year since this season started in October of 2019. So I mean, it was it was the 2019 NFL. It was the, we, we were like in week week four, week five, week six of the 2019 NFL season, and it'll be week four, week week five, week six of the 2020 NFL season, and it'll still be if we ha- if we are fortunate to have a, an NFL season, we'll be in a new NFL. We'll be in a new calendar 2020, new decade for the NFL, but we'll still be stuck in 2019 with the NBA. His champion will be crowned for the 2019-2020 season, and the 2019 season nearly started at around that time, nearly a whole year ago. So I don't understand starting July 31st. That that that's a little puzzle. That's a little puzzling to me. But um, uh, but I'm go- and it's and the idea that the NBA is ba- it's it's coming back. It's in the process, and you know. The wheels are turning for basketball coming back, but don't sit and tell me basketball's back when they're not playing any games. Basketball's not back. It's coming back. It's in the process of being back, but it's not back. Back is when they're playing games, and you know, and I got highlights to watch on SportsCenter, and I got stuff in my Twitter feed other than Major League Baseball still bickering over money and the circumstances of the NBA resuming in 2020. That That's when it's back. But under uh, under uh, the new the vote was twenty nine to one. The only team that voted against it was the Portland Trailblazers. Thirteen Western Conference teams, nine Eastern Conference teams play at eight. Will play eight regular season ga- games for seeding purposes. And a uh, this is at the Walt Disney Resort in Orlando, Florida. Um. Top 16 teams in the Western and Eastern Conference will be joined by teams currently within eight games of eighth, pl- six games of the eighth place in the two conferences, a la New Orleans, Portland, San Antonio, Sacramento, Phoenix, and the Wizards. The planned tournament will include number eight, number nine teams in conference. The ninth seed finishes the regular season within four games of the eighth. In that case, number nine seed would need to beat the eighth seed twice to earn a playoff berth, while the eight would only need one win from the potential two games. Teams will begin training in Orlando in the middle of July. Why not send them now? I don't understand it. Why not send them now so you'll start by by uh by the middle of July. But that's neither but that's neither here nor there. Um and the NBA draft will get hammered by the NFL for so fortunate. Um but that's the that's what's happening with the NBA. Um we got for the first time ever in the program's history we will have a voice message give you the play you the voice message and I'll tell you and I'll tell you uh how you can submit a voice message into the show right after we hear this one right after right now. Jai this is Louis Roselle 
been listening to you on Mad Dog for as long as you've been calling in. You're from the city of my birth. I live in Iowa now, but I was born and raised in Baltimore. Born in Baltimore City at Bonsacor Hospital. Raised in the county. Went to Calvert Hall. I know you went to, um, I think you went to Archbishop Curley or Mount St. Joe's. Or I can't remember. One of the schools from our, that we used to play. But anyway, I didn't even know you had a podcast. Uh, the first time I heard you mention it. But I'm going to start uh, downloading and listening. And uh, I hope one time I'm in the city, uh, we can get together and I'll take you out to lunch or dinner, man. It's my treat. And um, I hope it happens when restaurants are back open. And I feel your pain, brother. Uh, I hope you... Okay, he cut it off right there at the end. But I thank uh, Luis for sending in that message. I do go to Archbishop Curley High School, rival of uh, Calvert Hall, at least, in the soccer realm. But, uh, yes, I do go to Archbishop Curley High School. And thank you for uh, the nice, kind words and the shout-out. Um, and I'm looking forward to that uh, lunch or dinner. So uh, so I appreciate you for offering to, to Peg. That's that's real nice, real nice of you. And, and uh, download all the episodes and listen to all of them from September to 2018 to May, June of 2020. And uh, so I thank Luis uh, Roselle, if I butchered that name, I apologize. But I thank him for uh, listening uh, and for discovering and listening to this uh, podcast. And if you want to know how you can, like Luis, send in a voice message to the program so I can play it on air and uh, respond to it, just go to it's in the description page of the episode. So, if, so whatever you listen, Apple, Apple Podcast, Spotify, whatever, it's in the description page of the podcast episode, and and it's at the very bottom. It's the last thing you you see, and it's send in a voice message, and the link is anchor.fm slash tell it like, tell it like it t i is. So it's anchor.fm slash tell it like it t double i s slash message if you want to submit a message into the program and one last thing with the nba you need to have best of seven in all the playoff rounds yeah you know we you your po your season was postponed for what uh march to march to july your season was put on hold for four months there's a potential second wave coming and the potent and your game seven of the nba final could practically be a, a whole year after the season, regular season already started. You need to have, uh, and we do need to have best of seven in the first round. I, I'm again, I'm against best of seven. You know, when the world's normal and everything's business as usual as it is. I'm especially against best of seven when we're dealing with the pandemic when there's no fans in the stands and you're basically trying to finish up the season as soon as possible, so you're not caught in a bind like that again. If we have the projected sec- if the projected uh, second wave comes in and hits, but but uh, but thanks to Luis for sending that in. I really appreciate that, sir. Thank you. So I want to thank y'all for listening to another episode. I'm gonna tell like a TIA's podcast. Like what you heard, like Luis did, be sure to subscribe. Follow the show on Twitter at I'mma tell underscore it T I S. Follow your boy on Twitter at the J Shield. 
Um, listen, subscribe, share with your friends and family. Y'all stay safe out there. Talk to you next week. See you.